You are listening to the sermon podcast of Covenant Presbyterian Church. We are a community in Madison, Wisconsin, who gathers to worship, to learn, to serve, and to grow together in God's love. Please visit us online at www.covenantmadison.org, where you can find information about Covenant Ministries, as well as links to our online worship services and sermon podcasts. A few years ago, around 9 o'clock at night in January, it was snowing. Actually, it was blizzarding. And I was single-handedly unloading a U-Haul in the dark. After a long workday at the hospital, this was the only time I could manage to move into my new home. 9 o'clock at night in January in a blizzard. Friends, neighbors, my coworkers that day, my family asked how they could help, that it seemed a little bold to try to do this alone in January. But I brushed them off. I didn't need help. This would be fine. As you can imagine, as I trekked in slush from outside and unloaded soggy boxes of books and my mattress and all of my houseplants, it wasn't going great. This was not easy. I was determined to make this move on my own, on my timeline, with no help, like some test of my own strength and ability to go at it alone. But I was physically and emotionally exhausted. And the worst part was that there were still like 24 more boxes in the U-Haul and the snow kept coming. Our scripture passage today is another story of a big move, and under far worse circumstances than January in Wisconsin, if you can imagine. The story we're going to read, and and it's really in the context of a whole little book, uh, is almost like a parable, and so I want to tell it that way. The scripture comes from the book of Ruth. It's a short little story. It only has four chapters, and it's a really fun book to read. We don't read it often together in worship, Uh, but it's the eighth book of the Bible, right after Judges. And even its placement tells us a lot. The first lines of Ruth, before our reading today, tells us that this story takes place during a period of time historically with very little leadership, very uh, fractured governance. It's a chaotic and unjust time, culturally and politically, for everyone. And then, in the midst of that, there is a famine. So people are struggling, people are starving. And while the book is called Ruth, and we'll learn about Ruth, it's really also a story about a woman named Naomi. See, the story opens with telling us that Naomi is married. She has a husband and she has two sons, and both of her sons are married. One of them is married to Ruth. So that's the family structure that we enter into here. And because of the famine, the family decides to move to another place. They've been told God is providing elsewhere. People are eating. So the whole family picks up and moves cross-country in search of something better. But terribly, in the move as they settle, Naomi's husband dies. And soon after, her sons both die as well. This is in the first five verses of Ruth. 
Let's let Naomi's situation sink in for just a moment. She's moved to a new place and just lost everything. Her home, her spouse, her boys, and is now a a widow in a culture where her sources of stability and security are gone. When we read stories like this in scripture, it sort of seems far off, far away, but this, de- this grief is deep. This story is close to home for so many. A significant loss. Devastating grief. Looking around at what feels like total disaster. And where is God in all of this anyway? That's Naomi's heartbroken question, too. Our reading picks up here in the heartache of loss and grief, political and personal disaster, with Naomi feeling absolutely defeated. So much so that she tells her daughters-in-law, the only ones left, to leave her, go find their own families again, that she has nothing to offer them. So let's read some of this bit of scripture, the first few lines of our reading today from Ruth. Then she started to return with her daughters-in-law from the country of Moab, For she had heard in the country of Moab that the Lord had considered his people and given them food. So she set out from the place where she had been living, she and her two daughters-in-law, and they went on their way to go back to the land of Judah. But Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go back, each of you, to your own mother's house. May the Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant that you may find security, each of you, in the house of your husband. Then she kissed them, and they wept aloud. We'll pause here. Naomi is urging them, leave. Go home. There's nothing for you here anymore. You've dealt with enough. Don't stay for me. And then the next few lines are a back and forth about marriage, children. Then she said to her, No, we will not return with you. We will return with you to your people. But Naomi said again, Turn back, my daughters. Why would you go with me? Do I have sons in my womb that they may be your husbands? Turn back. Go your way. I'm too old. Even though there was hope for you, even if I should have a husband tonight and bear sons, would you then wait until they were grown? Would you refrain from marrying? No. It has been far more bitter for me than for you, because the hand of the Lord has turned against me. And she wept aloud again. One of the daughters goes on her way. Naomi says to the other, Look, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return, go. Through this talk of family and family structures and marriage and remarriage, Naomi's basically saying, I have nothing. I will never have anything to offer you. There's no security here. There's no joy here. There's no future here. She goes as far as to say, the hand of God has turned against me. And interestingly, compared to many other books in our Old Testament, in the Hebrew Bible, God never speaks in the book of Ruth. 
But is God's love absent here as Naomi feels it is? After Naomi's expression of defeat and grief and really begging her daughters-in-law to just go to leave her, we finally get to hear Ruth's voice in what I think is one of the most moving statements of love in all of scripture. Ruth says to Naomi, do not press me to leave you, to turn back from following you. Where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God my God. Where you die, I will die and there will I be buried. May the Lord do thus to me and more as well if even death parts me from you. When Naomi saw that she was determined to go with her, she said no more to her. Thanks be to God for the words of scripture, for this parable of loss and love. There's usually a lesson in parables, and I think this one's no different. The tricky thing about reading parables, about reading narratives like this one, is that we usually like to think that in a similar crossroads, we do the faithful right thing. We'd be like Ruth, speaking up, bold and brave, unabashedly loving and kind in a disaster. Or we'd be the good Samaritan helping the injured man on the road. Or we'd be the good sheep in the flock helping to find the lost one, that wayward soul. But I think here many of us are a lot like Naomi, too. Many of us here and listening have suffered unimaginable losses of parents, friends, of spouses and children. Others of us have uprooted our entire lives for a new city or a new home, a new job or a new normal, having no idea if, like for Naomi, things might just go from bad to worse. All of us are trying to brave the day as we read the news and try to find our areas of impact, how to live out our faith in justice and mercy. And faced with it all, Naomi's instinct is to bear her burden alone. When her loved ones lean in, Naomi leans back. When her family offers their care and support, she turns away. She tells the ones who have lived through it with her that they should go, that she'll be okay, that she's fine. She's tough. But any of us who've been in an argument knows that when someone says, I'm fine, it means they're definitely not fine. <laughs> Same here, Naomi's not fine. Naomi's not okay as she tries in her own form of bravery to keep it together all on her own. So she needs Ruth's words like a balm, like a blessing. Where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. We're not always okay either. We too might need a balm, a blessing. It's not okay what happened in Highland Park and almost happened here. It's not okay what happens to children and women and vulnerable 
people every day. It's not okay that our justice system is fracturing. It's not okay how many people are hurting beyond words. Sometimes the only words are, this is not okay. It's okay that you might not be okay either, all the time. And it very well might be that our instinct a lot of the time is to pull away too, to go at things alone, to say, I'm fine, but deeper down to be living in a little bit of worry that things might just go from bad to worse. But the call here in the story of Ruth and Naomi, the challenge here is to see the parts of ourselves that are like Naomi sometimes and to learn a lesson from her, to not push away the blessing. Because we're not the hero of every story. We are a lot like Naomi too, trying to fly solo when all she really needs is someone by her side. We are sometimes the lost sheep, wandering, desperate for reconnection, for someone to say, here, let me help you. We are sometimes the injured man on the road, waiting for someone to stop, for that good Samaritan to say, let me help you. Let me walk you out of whatever calamity you found yourself in. Imagine that we might be those characters in the story sometimes. I know I'm mixing metaphors and I'm mixing parables, but the point here hinges on that parables are about that turn towards connection, that turn towards mutuality, that turn towards love when all seems lost. The spiritual teacher Ram Das writes, we are all just walking each other home in love in mutuality, we are all just walking each other home. So what happened to Ruth and Naomi? Was this all a disaster after all? It turns out they're pretty savvy together. They remain together, facing their fear, facing their grief, facing all that is unknown. And they do well for themselves against all odds. I encourage you to read the whole story. They are bold and bright attuned and creative in order to survive and thrive. In the end, Ruth remarries and then gives birth to a baby boy. The story, the parable, ends in joy. It ends in flourishing. The story ends in the birth of a baby and the rebirth of faith and hope for this whole family. When that baby is born, it's Naomi that holds him in her arms. Looking down at this infant, we might imagine Naomi thinking back to those words of Ruth all those years ago. We might imagine Naomi then whispering to this infant boy, where you go, I'll go. Where you lodge, I'll lodge. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. When I unloaded my U-Haul that night, in the snowstorm, in the dark, I felt like it was my only option to do things my way, without anybody's help, in the dark. And I was in the dark. 
trying to fly solo when all I needed was someone by my side. But our own parables have lessons for us too. This summer, when my fiance Sarah and I moved into our new home, I thought of that night in the dark and the contrast to a warm, sunny morning packing our things, planning our next big move. And I heard Ruth's words anew again. Where you go, I'll go. Where you lodge, I'll lodge. These words are a balm, a blessing, a vow, a prayer for how to turn towards connection, how to turn towards love. We also hired movers this time. (laughs) The true heroes of any moving story. We do well to remember that we're not the heroes of every story. Sometimes we're the ones who need the blessing. With bravery and with humility, may we learn to receive them. Amen.